we are living our lives right now. And if you don't really care for yourself in this moment, it's going to create, you know, disease and, and suffering and down the road. So it really is important for us to, you know, be mindful of those things. And I try my best to do that. I'm not an avid journaler where I'm journaling every day. I have different journals that I do definitely on a consistent basis. So one is, you know, my gratitude journal. That is something that I definitely have to keep at the forefront because it helps me make it day to day and stay focused on those things that are good. Hi, I'm Angie Clay. Welcome to Liberate and Lathers podcast, a journey to self-care. Self-care is not a scheduled event somewhere deep in your calendar, but a journey to everyday care for your being. I speak with other creatives on how they are implementing self-care using the fundamental keys of wellness to continue to thrive in their businesses and their personal lives. And of course, we do have our cozy conversations, just you and I weekly, on how we talk about gentle ways to make self-care a daily habit. So welcome to Liberate the Ladder. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Liberate and Lather, Journey to Self-Care. Today, we have Dr. Angelina Davis joining us, and we're going to be talking to her about her business and what she does. So just a little bit of background before we welcome her in. Um, She helps overworked female consultants to expand their bandwidth, accelerate business growth, and cultivate their services to expand to excel in a male-dominated industry. So she has a lot of information from her 15 years of um, being a clinical pharmacist, seven years as a healthcare consultant, and now a high-performance coach. So I am really excited to dig in and learn about her and to just hear how she self-cares and just whatever else we can come up with today in the podcast. Welcome, Dr. Angelina Davis. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, I'm so happy to have you. I know that you're very busy and I appreciate you taking the time out to speak with us and to share your knowledge. Um, so to get us started, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, as you stated before, I am actually a clinical pharmacist by training. And so um, I know that it seems a little weird to go from pharmacy to consulting. And many may ask, you know, how does that happen? Because I don't really um, work in in the pharmacy industry, so to speak. Um, I work in academia. So I actually do, in addition to my business, have a full-time job. Um, and so I don't like to refer to it as a side hustle. It's really just two passions that I have, you know, you know, my intent is not to leave um, my other position as a consultant because I do work in healthcare and I can't recreate that environment. I can't recreate a hospital with patients and things of that nature. So, um, so it's two things that I do want to, you know, keep afloat over time. Um, but as I stated before, you know, I'm a clinical pharmacist. I have been working as a clinical pharmacist for over 15 years now. I actually specialize in infectious diseases. So the interesting part is that this is a busy season for me because of the pandemic. Um, so a lot of the work that I do is helping a lot of the hospitals manage their, you know, antibiotic formularies and to um, really navigate um, all of their systems and how they're really approaching everything with regards to infections in the hospital, but then also um, the, the global pandemic right now. Uh, so that is what uh, I typically do in, on a consulting basis um, when I'm working 
for uh, the organization that I do work for. Uh, however, in my business, which is Excel at Consulting, that is completely different. It is dedicated to really serving female consultants. And that's uh, mainly because what I found over the years is that, you know, consulting is a very... Um, you know, bro culture type <laughs> industry. Uh, there's a lot of masculine energy that really dominates the industry and dominates the way that, uh, you know, companies market and really approach consulting practice. And, you know, I felt that oftentimes when people would mention, you know, consulting, they would kind of tie that to many of the negative aspects, you know, uh, you know, I think of, I hate to say, use any profession in, in a negative light, but you, know, you think of the car salesman and, and the person that's really kind of really pushing their own agenda. Um, and so in consulting, I never wanted to wanted that to be the case for me. Um, and I definitely didn't want that to be something that people felt like they had to do in order to succeed um, because it's not. Actually, I would argue that the, the opposite of that is what actually helps you to uh, succeed and excel over time. Um, so Excel Consulting was dedicated to really bringing that to the forefront Uh, And helping female consultants really compete in this industry because it does take a lot of time and dedication that oftentimes is a challenge when you um, you may have a family to raise or parents to care for or something else in your life that really demands and commands some of that time. Uh, So, you know, I like to focus on those efforts so that I'm freeing up space for these wonderful, ambitious female consultants to really exceed and excel like they should um, in the industry. Wow. And so how long have you been doing that? So it's so now I understand. So it's this is side by side with what you do full time. And so how long before you added this to your life? So before I added this to my life in terms of Excel Consulting, then I have been um, working in healthcare consulting for about seven years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that capacity, I started as the uh, single consultant on our team <laughs> because it was kind of a, uh, you know, kind of farm grown or uh, homegrown, I should rather say, um, practice. And that grew tremendously over time. And uh, we are partnering with a lot of not only, you know, other hospitals and healthcare organizations, but then also um, government organizations as well. So um, that has grown tremendously. And I have been integral in that process and helping other consultants kind of come on and really navigate that process. So uh, it's been definitely a wonderful experience to see consulting on many different levels. And so I like to Um, even approach my work in Excel Consulting from the standpoint that consulting practice really focuses on achieving a a common goal. And so no matter what industry you're in, you're able to utilize the same skill set to really succeed. And, you know, I can say that because I have been in a case where I've consulted and worked with small hospitals or one-on-one or larger uh, organizations where you're dealing with a healthcare system. All of those skills are the same. There's nothing that you change when you move from one entity or one person or client to another, Uh, but it's more so really honing in on your approach and the strategy that you're using to really connect and humanize the business that you're doing. Wow. So it really help people with the framework. Exactly. Definitely the framework. Right. So once you have that framework down, you, you have, yeah, you can just implement your framework and go. Exactly. Exactly. Nice. Okay. So, um, so basically I was going to ask you what made you decide to choose this business around this niche, but basically this is what you've been doing all the while you saw a hole, you decided to fill it. Yeah. And you know, really, 
Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sorry to mean to cut you off. The really the niche part, um, you know, I do feel as if I I was not free to really authentically practice always. I guess I was always free to do that, but I didn't feel comfortable doing that. Um, And so it took a lot of time for me to be comfortable with all aspects of um, my feminine power. And so, you know, I include everything from my natural hair to, you know, um, the way that I may approach a situation or a client because I am not one that is necessarily very aggressive. However, I'm very effective. And so I don't think that um, you have to give off a um, aggressive or, you know, demanding, um, um, what am I trying to say, vibe <laughs> in order to really connect with, with people. And the one thing that I found to be helpful for me over time is that personal connection that I was able to achieve and have with a number of clients. You know, I'm the kind of person that, um, you know, if you walk in the room, (laughs) I feel very comfortable kind of having that conversation and connecting with you on a more personal level, understanding, you know, what you're going through on a day-to-day basis, you know, really sitting down and saying like, Hey, how is it going? How are you feeling? What, you know, what do you need? Not, not from the business aspect, just personally to carry out your duties. Because a lot of times, you know, when you're training and working in consulting, you're focused on the major project and the big goal. And you're trying to think about, how you can drive that return on investment, how you can bring in additional you know, revenue or cash flow for not just your organization, but the one that you're actually working for. Um, and you know, oftentimes we lose sight that you know, you're dealing with other humans, other individuals, other people that are carrying a, a large load. Um, and oftentimes these are individuals that are also overworked and they're um, stressed and they're you know, dealing with a lot of challenges, both personal as well as professional. Uh, so I think that really tapping into that and being able to connect with that and build those relationships on a more intimate level is extremely helpful when you're talking about, you know, growing, whether it's your career or your business and consulting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most people, I'm sure by now, on the time this airs, you've heard of Clubhouse or you're on it. I find that with Clubhouse, because Clubhouse, you can't see, you know, it's not like a video, it's right. audio and just a picture. And I feel like people are more vulnerable on there. You're really getting to see the inside of people as they're building their businesses, what they're struggling with because they're verbalizing like the pain that they're going through. And so it's so important because we are in such a time now that really seeing the person for who they are, you know, like the glossy kind of advertisements kind of like out of the window. <laughs> right. People are, want you to connect with them and then they'll walk with you and listen to what you have to say. Yeah. People just want to know that you understand that you've been there too. And oftentimes if we're honest with ourselves, we have been right. Um, No one ever starts at the top. So, you know, you have to really think back on what you needed in those moments where you may have been in that same position as that other individual, or if not in that same position, something that's similar and allow that to really um, connect and resonate uh, in that moment. Because I think that's all people want to know. They want to know that someone understands and by you understanding that you're willing to also help and navigate them through the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautifully said. I agree with you wholeheartedly. <laughs> and so what about, do you have any difficulties or obstacles you had to overcome um, yeah. in this line of work or just in general? Yeah, you know, for me, the transition was um, not necessarily planned. I didn't decide to go into consulting. It was something that uh, kind of fell in my lap a little bit. (laughs) 
I, I, you know, I won't say fell in my lap. Me personally, I say that, you know, it was a tremendous blessing. And so I, it was um, something that was ordered. Um, but when those things came into, into play, it was in a moment where I was, you know, kind of deep in motherhood and, you know, kind of raising a family and my current job or my job at that time, rather, uh, was extremely demanding. And I was managing a lot, um, you know, as a clinical pharmacist in the hospital and healthcare system that I was working in. Um, and so this op- offered the opportunity for more flexibility and freedom and, you know, kind of um, just a completely different life that at the time I thought I really needed to be able to uh, raise, you know, my kids the way that I wanted to and to be able to have um, the family structure that I desired. And so that was really kind of how I made that transi- transition. But when I did it, I had no clue what I was up for. You know, I had the knowledge, so I knew how to, uh, you know, in essence, do the job per se. I had the expertise, but I didn't know how to consult. I had no clue, you know, what I was doing. I didn't really know kind of what the line was, you know, between giving advice and what advice I could give and couldn't get give. And um, I didn't know really the whole job and industry of consulting. And so that was the piece that I had to learn on the fly. I didn't have the time, number one, because the job was um, open in that moment. I didn't have the time to go back and get some other degree or additional training. Um, And it was very hard to find mentors, to be honest with you, because, um, you know, it's, it's just something that was very hard for me anyway, to find someone to connect on that level and to learn, um, you know, all of the inside of the industry and the trade. So I had to kind of piece it all together. (laughs) You know, and that's good. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 I had to piece it. I was just gonna say. Yeah, you know, a lot of times, you know, we'll plan, I'm reading Atomic Habits um, by James Clear, and I probably should have wrote this down, but there's a part where he's talking about when we're planning, um, you know, that's kind of like the motion but you got to really take the action. So basically, exactly. you know, you kind of skipped the motion and got into the action, which is great. Um, and that's where we have all the success is when we start taking action. I can overplan, like, oh, let me write this down. Let me journal this out. Okay, let me, let me make a list. You know? Exactly. And you know, there's a lot of fear when you're doing that because you don't know if you're doing anything right. There was there were many meetings that I showed up to and I felt, you know, uncomfortable and unsure of myself. So, you know, when I can, I can speak to imposter syndrome and what that definitely feels like, um, you know, so there are all these moments that you go through when you're trying to um, navigate a path that you've never been on and you don't have directions or a map to like you really guide you. And so uh, that's something that also fueled uh, my my work and my desire to create it, create my business is because I didn't want anyone else to go through um, that uncertainty. So, you know, I wanted there to be something out there to give them an idea of what you need to do in order to be successful, what path, you know, you need to take and kind of where you can find some additional help and guidance. Um, because that just wasn't wasn't something that was easy to, to find. Definitely not for females. I mean, there are a lot of um, platforms out there, a lot of, you know, websites and other wonderful um, uh, tools and resources uh, but most of them are, you know, really geared toward, you know, really the male consultant. Uh, and so when I say that, it doesn't really take into account uh, many of the things that many female consultants have to think about, like we talked about a moment ago with regards to family and, you know, um, kids or just the nurturing nature that most females have and are responsible for. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then, you know, just our our emotions and how we work, you know, like I try to run my business based, like just around my cycles, like, Hey, I'm just putting it out there. Cause now that's just how I really run my business. And I know when to close my, um, 
pod, you know, when I want to have a podcast interview, I know when I'm not at my ultimate, like, let's go, you know, I know when to not have them. I know when to like flood my schedule with creative things. And so it just helps me. And so being able to work with someone who can understand that and be sensitive to like, feelings, emotions, and that sometimes you feel yay and sometimes you don't. Right, right. I mean, that that's that's just the truth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. So you're a very busy person. So how do you self-care? Oh, wow. You know, I'm a big Layla Delia um, fan. So that is um, someone who does a lot of, you know, kind of work and writings and, and kind of like spiritual, um, inspirational um meditations <laughs> and other and other other books. And so one thing I do enjoy, I have that particular membership and I, I love it because it's my way to just kind of sometimes tune in and listen to uh, whether it's a webinar series or some other type of um, education with regards to just overall self-care, not self-care in terms of the just the pampering, um, but also, you know, the health, the wellness, the other spiritual work that, um, you know, we often need to do and include. And, and so that's also something that's really important to me. I talk a lot about, you know, personal bandwidth and, um, you know, work-life balance. And that's something that people, I feel like, really take for granted or don't prioritize. But it is really important because we are living our lives right now, meaning that, you know, you can't get this time back. <laughs> and if you don't really care for yourself in this moment, just working in healthcare, I, you know, I can say that it's going to create, you know, disease and, and suffering and down the road. So it really is important for us to, you know, be mindful of those things. And I try my best to do that. I'll be honest with you. It sometimes is hard because I am one that, you know, I just enjoy many of the things that I do. And if you're going full steam ahead in two different, um, you know, businesses, then it's very hard for you to find the time to really scale back and rest. Um, But I do like to make sure that I incorporate that time into, you know, my schedule. And like you said, there are times where I just know, you know, I need rest. I need time to just take a moment to journal, to be with my thoughts, um, to really detach from all of the busyness and the hustle and bustle so that I can do a better job. Um, so, you know, some of the ways that I do that, like I said before, are through, you know, kind of this uh, spiritual and inspirational work in addition to journaling. I'm not an avid journaler where I'm journaling every day, mm-hmm. um, but I have different uh, different journals that I do definitely on a consistent basis. So one is, you know, my gratitude journal. That is something that I definitely have to keep um, at the forefront because it helps me make it day to day and stay focused on those things that are good, you know, and definitely from last year, we needed a lot, a lot of reminders of what is good. And so uh, gratitude journaling helps me to do that. But then I also have a prayer journal. And so my prayer journal is really where I just release um, all of my cares. I know that we often can do that uh, in in a verbal manner um, or even, you know, spiritually and, and mentally. But I like to actually write some of my biggest cares out on paper for me is something that's just uh, freeing and releasing to do that, you know, and I found that over time that keeps me from carrying all of those burdens um, day to day and helps me to, to just live a little bit lighter and to, you know, kind of vibrate higher overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we, you know, based on VARC, the learning um, acronym, like I think we all, you know, have to hear and see and touch and, you know, and, 
I think that's the same with dispensing emotions. I'm sure you can talk about it, but sometimes like writing it out, like all these different ideas come out and maybe you're more creative and how you really feel. So it comes out a bit more passionately, you it know, does. just listening. Sometimes you got to take in some information where people have to say, you know, I always call journaling, like you are creating your own personal development workbooks. So you can always go back later and look and see, oh, okay, this is kind of a pattern here. Well, that that and two, you can also go back and see kind of where you've had those, you know, breakthroughs and that deliverance as well. You know, for me, I love to just look back and and see what I was thinking at one point in time and kind of how much uh, a particular issue may have stressed me out. And then to look down the road and to see that completely resolved, it kind of just gives you that um, that renewed energy to keep going when things get get tough and so I don't throw any of my journals away so they <laughs> they are all saved yes. <laughs> you can probably see my bookcase a little bit whichever yeah way. I was looking over there in mine and I have some like back in the day day like when I used to I have mine from 1991 exactly um, it's so refreshing to just have that to be able to to look at it um and when you're doing some of the other necessary work um you know to to take to do self-care it may not be a form that you can save over time. And so that's the wonderful part about journaling is that you can save it over time. And that, you know, although we probably get a little bit scared thinking about someone else reading (laughs) much of that work, one day when, you know, when you're no longer here or no longer here, my thought is that, you know, my descendants would be able to see that and to have something to hold on to and know a little bit more about my journey instead of just maybe some of the highlight reel that my my girls, my daughters would tell them. Uh, so I do think that it serves multiple purposes. At least I hope it, hope it will over time. Yeah, that's why I started journaling too. I mean, as a young girl, I read the diary of Anne Frank and then um, A Life of a Slave Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just listening to like her life, I me mean, living nine years in a box that's three feet high and was it nine feet long, something like Can't that. Imagine. Whatever was not like, I mean, mindset. That's <laughs> her alive. So just right. reading that, like, if she didn't pin those words, we would have never known. And we would have never know what was going on inside of this 15 year old girl's head. Mm-hmm. And so just growing up and reading those things for me, I was like, yes, I want my like nieces, nephews or my kids. I, I didn't have any kids, but I was just like, I want them to have something to remember me. But like, so yeah. you think about how was that great, great aunt? Like, I wonder what her thoughts were when she was living, you know? Right. No, I mean, that that's so important because the thing, the reality is you oftentimes don't share everything with your loved ones, no matter, you know, who it may be, a best friend or, you know, your kids or nieces, nephews, whoever. Um, you often don't share a lot of the most difficult moments that you experience in life with them. And so um, one way, one place where at least I put it is in my journal. And so I think that uh, that will speak <laughs> to a lot of, of um, you know, kind of obstacles that I face over time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you for sharing. So speaking about journaling, so we're going to end our conversation today. I'm just going to pick a card out of, I, this is from our Ignite and Write box and so we're just going to pick a card and we'll talk about whatever journaling prompts on it. Okay. <laughs> ah, oh, wow. a new me. Oh, a new me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what do you think when you hear a new me? <laughs> you know, it's funny that you picked that card because a new me is kind of where I'm at. Um, so for me in 2020, I went through a lot on a personal level, um, 
probably not as much in in terms of a professional level, although it was, you know, growing and building a business. Uh, But in going through all of that, I walked into 2021 um, and I'm not one that thinks that you, that everything changes on on the first of the year. <laughs> I totally agree with you. Yes, right. <laughs> I don't I don't necessarily believe in that. Um, but I did walk into this year feeling as if uh, there was a newness that I desired, and uh, because you know I, I've really learned a lot of lessons over life in general. Um, but I think that this past year brought so much to light about uh, just the necessity to live in the moment and to live fully in the moment. And that's something that I was not routinely doing. Um, I was good or known for putting things off until later or thinking about what I will do in six months or in two years or, you know, kind of planning my life out in these increments or these intervals that I felt um, were most appropriate. And now in the new me, I am trying to live fully and completely and unapologetically in the moment, Uh, meaning that, you know, I really want to capture and take in every aspect of the day from, you know, the stillness to the the chaos to whatever uh, may present itself. I just really want to try and, um, and live in that space fully. And that's something that's completely new for me, but I'm hoping that it'll, it'll take me uh, to a different level <laughs> um, in awareness in, in this new year. Yay, look at that. Thank you for sharing. Yes. So when I think of a new me, I, I'm thinking of all of the, the changes that I've had to make to really grow my business and to really move it. Um, and I'm finding that more and more I have to really make myself visible, like this podcasting and like videoing it and also having, I just really wholeheartedly believe that VARC, <laughs> some people need to see it. Some people need to just hear it. So I want to have all these tools out there and then just really like just believing in that what I'm doing is a good thing and just keep pushing at that and so before I would have a lot of ideas I've had I just kind of like let it go by not execute and then I'm like oh there's my idea going up to a million dollars you know someone took the idea someone took it and ran with it (laughs) yeah I'm like why didn't I do it because I let fear come in you know and I'm just like you know what I just need to do the thing I just need to do it and I was like, that's what I'm doing. I'm just executing. Also, Clubhouse is making me come out of that, too. They're like, come on stage. You're like, okay. If you get on stage, you, get, you never know who's going to say, hey, I'm willing to help support you. Um, you know, I was in a group and it was a, one, a girl, a lady was in with Grant Cardone. And he told mm-hmm. her, um, if you can make $10,000 in three days, I'll match it. Wow. And so we were in a group helping her brainstorm. And so I, I had to, you know, go, but these other ladies that kept going and then they posted, she did it. She made her 10,000. Oh, yes. Wow. And then of course he matched it, but you know, it was out, they were talking in different groups and putting it out in clubhouse and yes, you get on stage, you never know. So, but if she would have stayed shy and timid and not went out and tried to make this happen, it would have never happen. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is you're really getting out of our comfort zones. You know, I am a huge introvert. Um, I always say I am an extroverted introvert. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when when I am comfortable or when I know you, I can talk all day. And um, and I'm definitely not shy because I think that's something that people confuse being an introvert as being shy. I'm not shy, but I do like uh, kind of to, to stay in my 
um, in my space, so to speak, so to speak, you know, kind of the interaction with others at times can be draining. (laughs) And so I've learned to, in spite of that, you know, keep moving forward. And like you said, allow myself to be uncomfortable and do those things that I normally would not do, not rely on just being safe all the time. Uh, and cause I think in, from that I've grown tremendously. I mean, just like you said, doors just continue to open left and right because when you're able to step out in that space and you're kind of signaling for or to the universe that you want these things to occur and that you're willing to put the effort in and that you have faith that those things will come to be, uh, I just think it just opens up <laughs> a whole different uh, level of, you know, kind of experience in your life and growth for your business. And um, it's just an amazing thing. And, and like you said, Clubhouse is just the perfect platform for you to do that, especially when you're like me and <laughs> you're more of a of an introvert. Um, it's very easy to to get caught up in the conversation uh, because people tend to, you know, kind of remove all the veils and and stand in a space where they're a little bit, like you said, more vulnerable and more transparent. uh, And it just makes it easier to connect. So I I hope it's something that lasts beyond the pandemic um, and beyond this time that we're in and really expands. I think it will, you know, I was looking to something recently that talked about how, you know, this audio channel and these audio works are going to continue to expand as we want more conversation, we want more intimate connection. Um, so I really hope that that's the case. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I, after uh, Corona, the world is definitely going to right. move in a different way, you know, yes. no longer it's going to be these like 100,000 people <laughs> events, you know. Um, <laughs> I'm nervous to get around people now. I mean, even if you told me everything was fine, I'm still a little, it's going to take me a little while. <laughs> Exactly. So people want to have their like social bubbles, people that really protect them, like in a way that they need it to be able to say, okay, I'm all right to hang out with you. Yeah. But if I'm just meeting you through somebody else, somebody else, we won't have to meet in a room on Clubhouse or on Zoom (laughs) because, you know, I don't really know what you're doing. You know what I mean? So I think those type of relationships are going to be there, like to be cultivated first before we like meet in person kind of thing. Yeah, that too. And then the fact that, you know, we realize now you don't have to be alone. I think before, you know, we didn't, we had all these tools. We've always had, you know, the capability to jump on Zoom. That's not new, right? From last year. Uh, But we just didn't think of that as a way to build intimate connection until you have to. So kind of like you said, when you're put in a position where you're putting yourself in a space that's new then you find ways to adapt. And I think that's just the wonderful, you know, kind of part of it all is that um, we found a way to really connect and not feel lonely, not feel secluded and forgotten. Um, and I think that those are all things that um, that are very helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yes, I agree with you. So it's, yeah, I think COVID has made everybody slow down and you just had to really look at yourself because most people stayed busy because they didn't want to face reality or if it was things that at home, well, I'll just work until everybody go to bed and then I'll go home and like sneak in, eat dinner and go to sleep, you know? But with COVID, it was like, oh, we are together. And so we have to work this thing out, you know? So definitely, definitely, we all had to like look inward. 
Very much so. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. So let us know where people can find you. I'll also put that in the show notes, but you can verbally go ahead and let us know. Sure. Um, People can find me definitely online at excelconsulting.com. And so that is my website and blog site, uh, as well as an Instagram at excelconsulting. So those are the two places that you can catch me more frequently. Um, There are other profiles everywhere, but if you want to see what's going on day to day in Instagram, it's actually where it's at. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for your time and we will see you again. All right. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.